Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason and you're listening to Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family and business. Hey, lately I've been observing a stark contrast between people that are in a bunker mentality, fighting to survive in a war, whether that's real or not, and those stepping up, standing out and advancing in family and business and in life. Both are in the same environment. The difference to me is one, perspective, two, identity, and three, intentional generosity of time, talent, and resources. The first group are in a bunker mentality, thinking mostly of themselves. This is poverty. The second group are thinking about their family, their team, their community. The key to the shift is divorcing poverty of mind. It's smallness of perspective. It's actually thinking of yourself less than you ought and limiting your perspective to yourself. The alternative embracing intentional generosity this session is actually recorded when we were walking through the disaster of the car fire when over 200,000 acres burned all around us and what we did in that time positioned us for significant advancement not just individually but corporately so i trust you'll enjoy it if you want to find out more and walk with us in this journey jump onto heaveninbusiness.com backslash free dash trial and certainly enjoy this post your comments and share this with others that would certainly benefit from this perspective at this time hey welcome to this session i'm going to walk you through some of the things that we have been learning just over the last few months and really it's all about eliminating poverty uh, everybody knows about poverty there's some lacks it's it's really what is lack small thinking and most of us would think, yeah, I'm a business person, I don't struggle with that. Especially now that I'm walking with God, I think big, dream big. Uh, we're finding some challenges and in the process, we're learning some keys to overcome that. So what I'm going to do is outline what we're learning, what we've done, some of the results and what you can do as a result. Uh, just remember that as you go through this series for this session, uh, there is time for you to send us your testimonies as you apply what you're learning Send us through what happens, and then we'll let you know that as we hear from one another. A few months ago, uh, we've been going after in our city to see a city fully alive. Uh, there's so many deals, there's so many things that are going on, which are exciting. Business is starting, growing, and expanding. But towards the start of this year, in spite of praying, uh, putting the right pieces in place, it's seen time and time again that we're coming up with delays, uh, uh, business delays, uh, startup delays, funding delays, things being held up, relationships that were exploding, uh, all sorts of things to the point that we could no longer say it's just one person. Oh, it's Josh's business. Josh has just got issues. Oh, it's Chris's business. Oh, it's Mary's business. When there's so many like that, there was this thread of the same things happening across the board. It got me wondering what's going on. The thing that triggered it most for me is a business that I know of, love, love what they're doing. They were expanding. Uh, now, here's the context. Uh, great people, character, integrity, uh, great business and business model, excellence and funding. All they needed, so it's a viable business, all they needed was some funding to get them to the next level. And it's outside normal banking criteria. So what happened is they got connected with another local business and this other local business follows of Jesus in the business realm, very successful and deep pockets. That guy looked at investing and it's really good terms, a really good result. And the people, the product and the whole deal is a really good solid one. 
but his accountant and lawyer got involved and said, if you invest in them and there's some faith components, if there's any ever litigation against that company, that is going to come straight after you. So the businessman decided on the possible risk that at some point in the future, something could possibly go wrong and the risk could be on me. He decided not to invest. My question is, did he, did he ask the Holy Spirit? Uh, did he check out there's ways to manage that risk? And it just got me thinking and wound up, why is that that we didn't go through this whole thing and work it out fully? It got me thinking, that was just one little thing that tipped me over the edge and saying, something's going wrong. How is it that he'd put, be willing to put his money to invest into Wall Street stock exchange for a nebulous company we don't know of for a particular return, and I wouldn't invest it in the person right beside me building in a city who's doing a great work with great integrity, great character. Why would I not invest in that person rather than someone I do not know for a return from somewhere else? And it got me thinking a couple of things. Number one, uh, the story in Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was building a city, uh, one of the key passages that I love is every person built the wall in front of their house. That's how they made it work. And what I've realized is poverty stops you from building. It's just, it, it, you think small, you think victim, we can't do it, we can't do anything. So I bust through poverty and I start building. And that's what this business person had done. That's what anyone in our city that's overcome a measure of poverty has done. It caps you like this, you bust through. But I realized the second level of poverty is we get individuals that have a breakthrough, but then they keep it to themselves. It's my breakthrough. It's my victory. I am, I am succeeding. It's great. And they keep it to themselves. And I'm not advocating you just go away and give stuff away. It's not about that. But here's the context. In the story of Nehemiah, each person built their piece of the wall. Now, if I look at you and I say, well, I'm building my piece of the wall, this is what poverty would say. It was you doing your part, your part. That's awesome. Just be happy with what you've got. And I say, that is not enough. It's a lie. And that is also this poverty thinking that doesn't just cap you, but silos you and thinks it's just about you or you've done your part. You've done your responsibility. You can now rest. No. If you can imagine a city being built up, surrounded by enemies and everyone builds in front of their house and they say, I am fulfilling my responsibility. If Johnny has got a business or a piece of the wall to be built right beside me and you say, well, he's not doing his part, but at least I'm doing my part. It's not good enough. What happens if you've built your part of the wall and the enemy comes in and Johnny hasn't done his part? The enemy just comes straight through there and stabs you in the side. And I start to realize, oh, it's not my victory, it's our victory. It's not my lack, it's our lack. It's not my problem, it's our problem. It's not a city problem, it's my problem. There's something that God's doing and drawing us into something so much bigger than ourselves. Jeremiah 29, it talks about this. Uh, verse 7, Pray to the Lord for the city, because in its peace you will have peace. There is something that God's calling us to that is so much bigger than you alone. And for you to break through, not just for yourself, but for others. God's saying this. He's saying, don't just pray for your victory. You're praying too small. Add this, both sides of you to what you're praying for because I need them to succeed as well. 
Hebrews 11 tells the story of these great patriarchs of faith who had incredible vision, incredible focus, did incredible things. And at the last verse, verse 40, it says, so many of them did not achieve the promise or receive what they're believing for. And it said that they would not achieve it apart from us. What does that mean? It means that there's something in God that there's a corporate thing that I cannot fully step into what he's given me without you. I need you to step up. So if you're standing beside me, I have a vested interest in you succeeding. I cannot just focus on myself. I have a vested interest in you succeeding. And as you succeed and build your piece of the wall, build your business, build your influence, build your family, the better that you do, the better that we do. So what does that look like? That looks like saying, what is it that's facing that I'm facing? What is it that you're facing? And then we join together and say, how can we help one another? Which looks like Acts 4 through a business person's lens. I'm not just giving you money. I'm saying, what resources do I have? Maybe it's wisdom, courage, insight, help. What have I got that I can help you to build? What, I, what tools do I have? Here, you can borrow my tools. I want to see you succeed. So here's a testimony about that. Uh, friends of mine in Colorado, uh, 2009, they'd built, they'd building this technology company. They'd put five, dollars $600,000 into the company to get it through to 11, 12 months. And if you're familiar with what happened at that time in our history, uh, it was massive economy went down like this. If you're trying to start a company at that time, kaboom, it doesn't work. They get to the point where I think $40,000 or $50,000 they had to pay for the month of December in wages, and they've only got a very short amount above that in the bank account before they go belly up. At that same time, they had a nonprofit come to them and say, hey, we love you guys. Uh, you've supported us. We're doing a great work in the city. Would you be willing to give us $30,000 because that's what we need to get to this next period? The businessman's thinking, I don't even have enough to just pay my wages, let alone writing a check out for 30000 to this nonprofit. So he tells them the good Christian answer, I'll pray about it. Goes, spends the night, gets up in the morning, prays with his business partner. And as they're praying, they're thinking, you know what? If we're going to go out, go down, if we're going to crash this business, we might as well go out with a bang. So they write the check out anyway, $30,000. And then spontaneously in the memo line, they write, we divorce poverty. They give this nonprofit the check. And here's the crazy thing. From that moment on, step by step, their business never went down, kept getting stronger and is going really, really strong to this day. They literally had people pay them for 12 months of work before they'd even invoiced. I mean, that's, that's good cash flow. That's really helpful. What's the point? What we have done since that time as a group back in April, May of this year, as we started to share, it's not about your victory, it's about our victory. Uh, I can no longer look at what I need, it's about what we need. I can't just look at what I need to get to the next step. I'm saying to my neighbor, hey, where are you at? What do you need to get? Uh, who do I have that could help that person get forward? And the more that we do that, the more we're seeing something happen. Uh, we're going to give you some tools that you can specifically apply this for yourself into your life. 
and we're going to see some results and you're going to hear what happened when we did that in our business community over the next couple of months. We've seen houses, we've seen businesses, and we've seen significant breakthrough to the point today. What we didn't know is three months down the track, we've got a crazy disaster that's happened in our community with fire. But because we've been building this community where people aren't just doing the, hey, I bless you, oh, I'll pray for you, we're actually engaged with one another in business and in life, then when there is a disaster, already connected stronger together. So you're going to hear from that and what the tools that you can do next. Welcome back to this session. Uh, I'm going to overview or give you an outline of the tool that you can use that we practically did uh, in this kind of theme of divorcing poverty. So the whole thing of I, uh, my victory is not mine alone, it's ours. Uh, if you're struggling, then that affects me. In order for us to rise, we all need to rise together because there's something of your victory that I cannot fully be who God's called me to be until you're who God's called you to be. So I have a vested interest in your success. So uh, what we did as a team is when we gathered together, we laid out pretty much what we walked through and told you about last week, Nehemiah, the story of We Divorce Poverty, the situation that we're walking through, and then we're saying, how do we practically do this? So here's what we did. There's two things you can do. One, uh, you'll see a link to download a form. On that, it says, uh, We Divorce Poverty. It's Victory Looks Like. So start with a form. Cut one of those out for yourself. I encourage you to do this in groups of at least three people because it's about us. I've got me, I've got the person to my left, and I've got the person to my right. So pick three people. Number one, you fill it out for yourself. Victory looks like, and you might have three different areas. It could be a business, it could be personal, it could be a financial, whatever you want it to put on that, you put on that. So for example, it could be uh, we need a $100,000 customer by a particular date. We could uh, need the release of funds by a particular date. It could be a situation with a customer or a shareholder resolved by a particular date. Victory looks like this. It could be a resolution to a family situation, a health situation. Please don't limit it to anything because Psalm 103, uh, we forget not the benefits, which is all of life. So I'm going to write down those three things. Victory looks like this in my life. This is how I know I've got victory. Then once all three of you, let's just say it's three, have done this, you exchange forms. So now I'm holding on to someone else's form, and on top of it says victory looks like, and it's got their three things. Their victory looks like, the other person standing on my right, their victory looks like this. Now I've got a vested interest in their victory being realized, because the better they do, the more secure and stable and strong I am. Pray for the prosperity of Babylon because your prosperity is tied up in their prosperity. So now you're going to each pray and you're going to pray over their victory as if it was your own. Pray over their breakthrough as if it was your own. Pray over that. And then you're praying over your own. You're praying over theirs. If you want to, get a copy of all three and every day for the next month, pray over that. Pray over that and pray over that. But don't just limit it to prayer. There's practical things that you can do. So here's one. Yesterday, 
I heard this story of a local business guy who had a cash flow pinch because of some things that had happened in the last two weeks. It had just delayed his income coming in for one week and he needed $4,000 to cover his, his uh, wages. He was freaking out, he didn't have the money, so he was about to call his some of his employees and say, hey, would you be willing to wait for one week, I've got the payments coming in, and then I'll pay you. Uh, somebody else in the community heard what was going on and said, hey, I've got some funds sitting in my bank account I'm not using right now, I'm just gonna write a check out for you to take care of what you need, and you can pay me back in one week's time. Those are the practical things that we're looking at in becoming an investment community. I heard that from one of the people that watched this last week. And this is what we're trying to build, is how can we literally help one another with what I've got? That is exciting. So as you, number one, write down the victory. Number two, you're praying over someone else's victory as if it's on your own. Number three, I'm looking for practical ways that I can actually be that source of help and hope and divorcing poverty in our community. And then number four is what we did is actually over this and at this time, we had communion together. The blood of Jesus is full and final, breaks every curse and positions us from lack to abundance. So as I'm doing that, I'm praying Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not his benefits, which means we forget. So don't forget, in doing this, I'm remembering what he has done and paid for, uh, forgiving iniquity, removing shame, healing diseases, restoring dead situations, producing life and joy and hope. All of that is encompassed and remembering what Jesus done. And it's the most powerful blood covenant in all eternity is the blood of Jesus. So that's what communion is. So we do that as a small group over this and I encourage you to also do that regularly over the next month if it's on your own if it's with others whatever it is you can do that and then next session we're going to tell you some of the stories it is really exciting to see these things that are happening our people are helping people community is getting stronger and we're literally building through what's going on in our situation so I bless your week and I pray that you literally see the hand of God move as you take the hand of the person beside you and the hand of the person beside you and you say, we divorce poverty. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this session, I'm going to talk through some troubleshooting, some questions that we've received from you and I hope to answer those. But please, if you've got any questions at any time, uh, contact us, message us. And by no means do we have all the answers, but we're a part of a community that collectively we do. And that's part of our heart and desire for this. So, so this session, it's a troubleshooting. The context is uh, we talked about we divorce poverty and this whole importance thing of you are not alone. It's you, the person to your left, the person to your right, and we're in this together. My victory is not on my, on my own, it's our victory. And that when I do this and I pray over your victory as if it's my own, and when I partner with what God has done and do communion and remember the fullness of that covenant, and then I'm actively and intentionally looking how I can help one another, we're seeing some really, really fun things happen. In this next session, we're going to get to tell you some of those stories that we're seeing. So one of the questions that we had was, 
people that are feeling, I've, I've tried this, how do I divorce poverty when everything I've done doesn't seem to work? I feel like I'm barely keeping my head above water and this business thing that I'm been pursuing, it looks like I'm gonna have to walk away and just go and get a regular job. How do I divorce poverty in this situation? That's a really good question and a really, really tough situation. And I can't imagine what that person's walking through. I can just say, this is what I know where I am, where I'm walking through. Uh, right now, uh, we're, we've been through an interesting situation in Reading in the last few weeks where we had wildfires. We had moved into a dream home 30 days prior, and then 30 days later, we had to get evacuated because of wildfires. That was three weeks ago. We're still not as a family back in our home. We still have a home, but one of the primary reasons that that was, that was an, a dream home for me was the background, was this beautiful uh, background, three acres, where it's connected to a, a recreation reserve where I can run for miles and miles and miles. That's always gonna be protected. That is now looks like Mordor of Lord of the Rings. In the middle of that, what do I do? How do I survive? How do I, me, me saying, praying for your victory, that doesn't feel so good. There's friends of mine that have completely lost their house. How do they walk through that? Uh, there's other friends that have lost so many different things. How do I navigate this? And here's a couple of things. One, uh, I go and intentionally would do something with someone for someone who is in a worse situation than myself. I might be working on this, and when I'm faced with what I'm facing, it feels overwhelming, it feels like I'm never achieving, it feels like, oh, woe is me. When I take a step to my right, and I connect with someone in a worse situation than my own, it gives me a perspective. So for me personally, that was my wife and I going and ashing out the home of a family that have lost everything. We go through, we get on those space suits, uh, breathing masks, glasses, goggles, the whole thing, and we're just going through the ashes looking for valuable equipment. When I did that, I was not feeling very hopeful. I was trying to work between two different insurance assessors. It was tough, it was frustrating, so many uncertainties, don't know what's going on. But the couple that lost their home were the most hope-filled people in the entire team. As we're going through their ashes, they are literally positive, they're singing, they'll then cry, but then they, it just was, blows my mind. And on top of that, when we finished, we got to pray with them. And one of the team had a picture of them dancing in ashes, that scripture that says, he turns our ashes, our mourning, our sorrow into joy, and he gives us beauty for ashes. In this image of them dancing in the ashes, this couple spontaneously walk straight back into what was left of their home and they start to slow dance in their mind to the tune of what they danced to at their wedding. They're dancing in what's left of their ashes. When I saw that, it just does something in me. So number one, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling nothing you can do is work, is find somebody in a worse situation than yourself and do something for them. Number two, uh, understand the season and the timing. It's really interesting with what we're walking through in our city right now is there's been a wildfire. It's, it's devastated some businesses. Uh, it's challenged some others. And for others, it's, it's actually a boom. Their business is going to flourish because of the disaster. 
in the middle of that, what we're finding is that there's people here that their season had changed. They were trying to do something, trying to grit it out, trying to make something happen. Boom, we have a wildfire. What that has done is it has brought clarity to the decision that they make. They don't have the grace. The season's changed. It's time to move on. On the contrary, there's some that it's cleared the deck and they're saying, in spite of this, we have this resolute determination to build. This is our city. We've got people that have come here. They were here for three days, moved into the city. Three days later, they have a wildfire and you think, turn your tail and run. No, it's actually clarified. We are here for a purpose that is so much bigger than us and we're a part of a community. So on that, point number two is, Understand the season and the timing. Ask Holy Spirit, uh, I felt like it was you to, to do this startup. I felt like it was this to build this business out, to work in the situation. Nothing seems to be working. I want to recheck my assumptions and recheck in with God and say, Holy Spirit, has my season changed? Am I actually delaying a change that I felt six months ago and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to grit it out? When actually he's saying it's time for you to move on. It's time to go back and tell your story. It's time to revisit some things in the past. Maybe that's something for you. So that's number two. Number three, and this is always a good, this is what I'm doing with our house. You know, 30 days into this situation, we have a wildfire. I'm like, did we, did, did I not listen to God? Did, have I got the wrong house? Did I, did I mess something up? Is this something wrong in the situation? So I've got to go back to the map. You know, when you get a map and it shows you where to go, I go back to the map, that's me with Holy Spirit, with the Word, the Bible. And I say, God, what did you tell me? Did I hear you right? Am I on the map? I Am I on your map? And I go back and I recheck with Holy Spirit, recheck my assumptions, recheck the decisions that I made. And it was a resounding, we're in the right place at the right time. And there's been a disaster all around us, but we know we're supposed to be here. I'm right on track. I'm in obedience with my Father. I don't understand what is around me. I'm going to need to adjust and pivot some different things, but I know we're in the right place. Uh, another friend of mine, his business is in the, is in the trail running space. And, and the entire area where he had all these trail runs set up has now been devastated. So you can imagine what that does to a business. Is he going to dig in and try something out? Or he's going to relook at what he does and pivot? So he goes back and asks Holy Spirit, what would you have us do in this situation? And we're coming up with some ideas that could pivot that business and explode it to the forefront of some things that are community building in our city that you could never have ever orchestrated in regards to that. So number three, seek advice. Uh, so often when, especially as business people, when a challenge comes, when things are tough, our go-to is just you stick your head down and you just grind it out, you just bore in, and it's sometimes the worst thing to do. Sometimes you need to do it, but do it with perspective. How do you do that? Seek advice. Uh, go and talk to some people around you, preferably face-to-face, -face, and just say, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is what I heard, this is what I launched, this was my assumptions, these are the different things. Can you give me some perspective from the way that you see this? If you could find a seasoned business person, a seasoned mature follower of Jesus, and get them to give you some candid, just put it out, I want you to be candid, give me some candid feedback and advice on what you see. You don't want any Christian feel-good, nice things. You want someone to tell you straight 
How do they see the situation? And then that's such a valuable thing that'll help give perspective to where you're at. Do I keep going? Do I adjust? Do I pivot? Or this could be the perfect time that's prepared you for what is next. And number four, the final thing, I've just been reading Philippians 4, and it talks about don't be pulled in all these different directions, but be anchored. And how do I get anchored? I get anchored by gratitude. Gratitude is something that repositions, refocuses me, realigns me, and sets my heart and perspective right to see the situation through heaven's perspective. So in the middle of what I'm going through right now, I'm intentionally grateful. God, what am I grateful for? And I'll keep working on this gratitude until I find something changed. The disappointment, the discouragement, the despair is replaced with peace. And it says, and then the God of peace will guide you. So Philippians 4, verse 8 through about verse 13, and it talks about the strength and the power of God will guide you, will strengthen you, and will give you the answers. It's the Passion Translation. Go ahead and read that. Before you go, one other thing is uh, this next session following this is testimonies. Uh, we want to hear from you how you've applied this We Divorce Poverty and what happened as a result. Uh, we'll be sharing some things that have been happening around here, which are super fun, super encouraging, and just like, you, just, you can't make this stuff up. It's just really good. But we want to hear from you. So what's your testimonies? Uh, what was the situation? Uh, what did God do? And what is the outcome? We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, welcome to this session of testimony. It's what's happened as a result of applying the teaching We Divorce Poverty to my life and the result that's happened since then. So uh, you can also send through your stories of what's happened, add them, comment below, share them into us. But here's what's happened to me personally of what I did subsequent to that teaching, uh, what myself and my family did and the results. So uh, as a family, we'd been believing victory for us is a house. Uh, we've heard God talk about it. We've say, said it. We thought we'd found the right house and nothing happened. Everything was, was we thought, moving towards it. And at the point at which we're about to move forward, uh, we had news that uh, a, a situation that was helping us in the funding fell to pieces. And so it went from woohoo to, oh my gosh, this really sucks. This is a bummer. From that point, then God started to speak around we divorcing poverty. Andy, you're praying too small. You're praying about just your own victory. You need to add others to that. So that resulted in us as a team doing exactly what we talked to you about, which is as a group writing down those forms. We divorce poverty. Victory looks like, and then we're sharing those with one another. As a family, we did communion, and we did communion over the promises and what we're believing God for, but also what we're praying over other people's lives. Subsequent to that meeting and that teaching, we got to the point as a family where we obeyed God, and there was nothing that we could do in our own ability to get into this house. So what we did is we decided, well, if we can't get in ourselves, we're going to use the deposit funds that we do have because we can't use it, the only place it's going to sit is in a bank, 0% interest. So we have a friend of ours to our right-hand side. They were looking to buy a house, and they had no funding to do that. So what we decided as a family to do is lend them the deposit interest-free. So it's like, well, it's that whole we divorce poverty. Well, if you're not going to do it, if we're going to go down, we're going to help someone get 
up from our down. So we turned to them and loaned them the deposit on their property. As a result of that, their dream came true. They got to be, they went from being renting a house, being kicked out of a rental property because it got sold underneath them. And within a very short period of time, within two weeks, they got their own property that it was fulfillment of years and years of God doing things. Boom, it messed them up completely. It was beautiful. So we did that. We'd been praying God for us to get into the house that we're getting into. It's so far and above what we could do in our own ability. We'd need at least $24,000 for this to work. Oh, number one, we do that with that couple. So that was this, we divorce poverty, my victory is not my own. Two days after that, two to three days later, we get two checks from the least expected places totaling $24,000 with we divorce poverty in the subject line. Uh, one was a local that we had zero expectation that would happen. One was from somewhere out that spoken together, but they were not the people that I would have ever expected to do this very thing. We were then in this situation, oh my gosh, what do we do? This is crazy. Uh, I wished I'd said, make it 240,000 God, not 24,000. It got us into the situation, we're now renting that property with a purchase contract in place 12 months from now. So what's the point? It works. This is this, this partnership with God. My victory is not mine alone. We're now in our dream home. And that's another crazy story of what's been happening since then. So that's number one testimony. And number two is through the course of this time, I came past a friend, an administrative assistant in the area that we work and just had this sense something's not right with them. So you know you've walked past someone and you just say, hey, something's not right. So I went past, thought, hey, something's not right, turned around, went back and said, hey, what's going on? Well, it turns out they've got a car, they're on low income, and there's $500 of damage to this car, some problems in its its engine and so on. They only had $350 with which to pay for that, and they're short 150 and they have no idea what to do. They're living paycheck to paycheck. So it's, you know, it's it's crazy to pray for someone when you can actually do something physical as well. That's just being stupid. So I knew I want to talk to my wife about this and she was coming in. So we prayed for this lady. Then we went and talked to my wife and said, what do you want? And, And my wife wrote out a check for $150, wrote, we divorce poverty in the subject line, turned around and gave it to this lady. Next thing, she comes running in with this huge big hug, tears streaming down her face because it just touched her that somebody would do something as in my victory is not mine alone. I wanna see you prosper just like I wanna see me prosper. Well, we did that. About a month later, I, I bumped into a friend of mine. Now, we're still sitting on proceeds from the sale of our house while we're renting another house looking to purchase in 12 months' time. So we're sitting on these proceeds. Uh, there's still a, a deposit there, but it's in the bank. So it's just sitting there doing nothing. I come across a friend and he's telling me his business is going through a tight period. They've got cash flow issues to the point that he's not even sure uh, because of some delays with weather and outside their control, they're not even going to have the cash flow to pay their wages. I say, well, how much do you need? He said, $4,000. I'm like, always, you know, it's like, it's always going to be more than 4,000. So I said, what if I just loaned you $5,000? You only need it for a week. Uh, You can take that, use it. It's not making any difference to us. 
because we're not getting any interest on it anyway, and it's going to help you manage your situation, and you come out stronger on the end. Blows him away. I feel good. He feel good. We divorce poverty. This is what it is about becoming this investment community. Well, a short while later, so less than a week later, one of the I'm in America. Like in New Zealand, it's different, but in America, to be an American in this environment, you gotta have a truck uh, with this property that we've now got, uh, pulling what we want to pull, taking trash to the dump. We need a truck, and I've said, God, I love a truck. I'd seen this vehicle. It's about eight, nine thousand dollars, and it would have been ideal, but I didn't have the cash to put towards that. So we were just sitting on this and hadn't told anybody about it. Well, in a situation like this. We do this, you know, this 150, this 5,000. A few days later, someone comes in, hand me the keys and say, this truck, it's yours. It's a 2004 F-150 truck. It's got tons of miles on the clock, but it is a beautiful vehicle that just blows me away that this thing is going around and around and around. And I'm processing, to be honest, I struggled to receive. I'm like, God, how, like, is it for real? Is this, is this really working out? But it's true, this generosity that when we start to sow generosity and look at what I can do to help others, when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he repays. And I said, God, is this okay? And he said, what right do you have to refuse a gift that I want to give you? So I'm struggling still to proceed with this. And then he says, remember that 150 that you gave to that woman that needed it for a vehicle? I said, yeah. And he goes, well, when you give to the Lord, give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he repays. What did you give? And I said, I gave 150. And he said, well, what did you get back? I said, a 150. I gave 150 and the father gave me back a 150. He just can't make this stuff up. He truly is faithful. He truly is for you. He truly is a God that is so much interested, not just in your victory, but the community around you of how we can help one another succeed. So I bless you in this process. As you've listened to these testimonies that I've shared, you might be in a completely different situation financially, physically, emotionally. I just want to encourage you is don't compare your testimonies to our testimonies, but you've got a journey with God to discover and walk out yourself. So ask him, Holy Spirit, what's my part in that? Do I need to go back and revisit this? Who is my community? Who can I actually add together and be praying over their victory as if it's mine? Where can I actually have communion over what I need? And remember that God is the God who supplies all our needs. I bless you to know that this is not just some name it and claim it. It's not some get rich quick thing. It's truly a community where we are invested in one another, long-term, ongoing relationships. And I'm truly saying for me to succeed, to be what God's called me to be, I need the people around me to realize the same. So we just trust you that you take this and apply it and advance in all that you are. And again, share the testimonies and we just bless your week.